Too often, faith becomes more about who is in and who is out or about who belongs and who does not. But in order for spirituality to be good for anyone, it has to be good for everyone. In this podcast, we find incredible people using their faith and life as a catalyst for goodness in this world. Be inspired to discover your own goodness in order to make your life, your family, your community, and your world better. Welcome to the Chasing Goodness Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Great to be with you as always. Excited about the guest we have on the show today, Kevin Sweeney. He's going to talk all about the art of letting go, which is also the title of his new book. You may recognize that name because just last year he came out with a book which is called The Making of a Mystic. So we talked to him last year and we're getting right back on it. And the reason I'm putting out his interview this month and this week is because last week we talked about the season of winter and we talked about kind of the messed up concept of New Year's resolutions and how a better way to consider the season of winter from a spiritual standpoint is to actually ask the question of what needs to die or what do we need to let go or what's happening underneath the surface. And so we're just going to tag on to the conversation that Susie and I had last week with this conversation with Kevin this week, which again is all about the art of letting go. So we'll get into that in just a moment. Now, I know in this episode and last episode, we're talking about the art of letting go, but I do want to draw your attention to some things I'm actually going to be adding. I've let go of some things from last year so I can add some new things this year because that's just what an Enneagram 7 has to do. And so we're going to continue to expand the work that is on my website and speaking and different things like that, writing projects. And so this year, I'm going to start another writing project. We're going to put some video content on the website. We're starting, if you heard last week, we're starting a once a month gap gathering. And so a lot of exciting things, ways to just continue having these important conversations moving forward. So in order for me to add things to my plate and let go of some other things, I am for the first time with this work that I'm doing, going to just be asking for support of the people that enjoy the work that I'm doing. So on the webpage, there's a place there and I'm going shallow and wide. So there's a place there where you can donate $25 a month that will support the work that I'm doing here, not only on this podcast, but through the website and through live events and speaking things as well. So if you're interested in that, just go to the website and you'll see it right there on the front page. And if you decide to become a supporter, of the work that I'm engaged with and these conversations and this work of faith unfolding in a new way, well then I will gladly send you a complimentary autographed copy of Bring It Home. So consider that. If you're interested, I would be forever grateful. If not, then I want you to continue to listen to the podcast, continue to engage, no expectation whatsoever, but just want to put that out there as a way to continue to support the work that we're doing here. Of course, that seven-day devotional, that free seven-day devotional is still on the website if you haven't checked it out yet. And without further ado, let's jump into this conversation with Kevin Sweeney about the art of letting go. Every time you let go, you begin again. And every time you begin again, a part of you is born again. Letting go is not one thing we do alongside of everything else. Letting go is that which maintains the flow of everything. 
we do. So to me, letting go isn't one thing. It's actually beneath the surface of everything. And Mm -hmm. that book for me, the engine of it is we want thoughts on being brave. We want new ways to think about God with deconstructing. Well, that's just your beliefs. That's just changing beliefs. What you're going to do, you should be doing again and over and over and over again. And we want books about the permission to allow our lives to be unfinished and messy. And that's all necessary and it's all good. I'm like, but if we're honest, we aren't that interested in reading books or hearing things about acceptance, dying and letting go. And if we're really honest, we're even less interested in actually doing these things. (laughs) And I laugh because I think, you know, letting go is the least inspirational topic that people can think of. And which creates this weird dilemma for me as a writer. So I'm like, the one thing I want to write about is the last thing anyone wants anything to do with. And yet, it's we're uninterested or unwilling to do the one thing that I believe has the power to give us everything, which is letting go. Cause so often people are angry or stuck and struggling to move forward. And I'm like, after all of the rage and the blame and the name calling and the threats and the pity parties and the explosive outrage of God in life, which is all fine. Cause it's all part of the process. Eventually when I look at people, there's pro- in your life, when you're in those places, there's probably something really hard you have to accept, which means there's something really hard you have to let go of. We'd rather just get angrier at injustice and rage against the machine harder. Mm-hmm. Why we are we'd rather just show up to another thing and sing louder and worship harder, whatever that means. We'd rather read another book about being present instead and trying to figure stuff out in our minds. So often we wish we could just move faster, work harder, become more determined. And after all, I'm, this is the book, after all those impulses fire off in your body and race through your stream of consciousness, eventually there's probably something we need to accept and let go of. And that's it. But it's the joy of letting go. The last things you want to let go of are usually the things that are getting in the way of the very freedom, peace, and joy you desire. Most people only really let go of things when life feels like it forces them to. Like when Rohr says, you know, that transformation is great love and great suffering. It's because suffering clarifies things and forces you to see things you otherwise don't want to see. And then and only then maybe will you start to move on from things that are no longer helping you. It doesn't have, but to me, I, I think it doesn't have to be that way. We can voluntarily let go of things, not because they're crushing us currently, but because they're getting in the way of more and more freedom. And the mystic, the one, the love, the great lovers of God. To me, if you're a Christian and following Jesus and trusting more of the uncertainty and the unfolding of your own life with God, letting go can become a more organic thing because you're like, there's life after this. Yeah. The challenge, I think, with that specific idea in some ways is that unfortunately, kind of our modern view of Christianity has been more of a holding on to as opposed to a letting go. You know, it's much less mystic Mm. uh, focused than Mm. it is, uh, you know, and it is a bit of a modern version of Christianity and church. And it's this idea Mm. that we have to hold, you'll even hear it in a church, we have to hold tightly to X, Y, Z, right? As opposed Mm. to this idea of being able to let go. Yet you see, we follow this the savior, mm. we follow this Jesus. All mm. he did was let things go. Mm. And people, you know, and he wild wildly confused all the religious leaders of the time because of his ability to let go, even of some of the, you know, the ways that commands were lived out and some of the ways mm. that the scriptures were lived out. And so I think, you know, this idea of the joy of letting go, it's such an important work that you're putting out there. 
because whether people are excited about the idea of it or not, it's a necessary movement forward for us individually for sure and also as a whole. And there's a lot of people I know that are continuing to be a part of communities that they don't really even want to be a part of, but they don't know how to let go of it because they fear that Mm -hmm. if they let go on the other side is loneliness. And a lot of times when Mm -hmm. I get an opportunity to interact with people like that, I can let them know that actually on the other side of that is a new community and a a huge sense of freedom. And you don't know, you know, Mm. you don't know who's going to hang in there with you and who's not, but don't stay in that thing just because you think you're supposed to, or because you're just Mm. hanging on to the past or whatever, Mm. you know? And so I, even though I hear what you're saying, you know, like this isn't a book that maybe everybody's going to jump up and down. Like if you put, you know, deconstruction, the joy of letting go, then everybody's going to buy your book. But if you just put the joy, (laughs) because everybody loves that word, but just, Mm. you know, the idea of just letting go, I think it's something a lot of us have a hard time with because we love certainty. I don't, I find the wonder of and mystery of God much more alive Mm. in all of the uncertainty. No, it's, it's interesting the ways in which our actual communities and and traditions and churches actually shape us to hold on Mm -hmm. and to grip things tighter. It's like stand up for Jesus, hold on to your beliefs. This is all out of your own strength and willpower. It's why Roar talks about willpower Christianity. And I'm like, the mystic, you don't, it's not about holding on to beliefs. It's trusting that you're being held. That's actually the radical sense of release and freedom of knowing God is Knowing God isn't knowing about God. It's actually being known by God, being seen by God, being loved by God. These are all things we let go of control and allow to happen. So all of the deeper stuff happens without holding on, without gripping things so tightly. But with even specifically with what you said with churches, I remember I tell a story in the book where about, it's a story about when I was at an event in New York City and it's, you know, it brings together leading thinkers on contemplative spirituality, the unfolding nature of consciousness, the faith of the future. I'm like, my Bible college professors would not approve of this event. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, during a break, we go and, you know, we eat and we're drinking and I go on some rant about who knows the difference between waking up and growing up and how our beliefs can't save us and things we're talking about right now. And a guy from the table who... Um, a guy from the, I say in the book, a guy from the South who's much more comfortable in the conservative Christian household than I am. And they're just a great guy. You know, we're friends. He's much more comfortable in the current living conditions of evangelicalism than I've been for a very long time. And when I finished talking, he told me listening to me was like getting on a bus and going on a grand adventure. And he's like, while on this exciting journey, he said, everything he sees out the window is so beautiful and seems so exciting. And it just looks like this unparalleled atmosphere of freedom. But he finished by saying, but I just can't go there with you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's interesting. He sees beauty and excitement and freedom, but he can't go with me, which for me raises the question, why? Why yeah. would someone get a glimpse of an increased experience of freedom and beauty and decide to stay where they are? Right? Yeah, Is we, Are they crazy, scared? Yeah. I don't know. We had a situation once, um, my wife and I, we, we pastored a, a community that we started strictly for poor and homeless people in our community, people living on the margin. So basically we had this church that on a given Sunday when people would show up, like half the people just rolled in from the streets, half the people didn't even know who Jesus was. It was this beautiful community of just this 
wildly diverse group of people. And I remember this one couple, there's this young couple, they roll in one day and, uh, and they obviously did not pull up from, you know, they didn't roll up from out of their tent. You know, they obviously had some means and they pulled in there and, and they, I remember the, the woman looking at me and she said, this is the type of church I think Jesus would go to. And then they never came back again, mm. but they were from, you know, the city that the church was in, they never right. showed their face again. If you really believe the same question, like it was in my mind as what you just said, like, if you can't get off that bus, if you can't come down to this place that you think is the place that Jesus would, would frequent, like, what is the bigger question that needs to be? Yeah. And that, that, and that's where, you know, when I say letting goes beneath the surface, cause let's say, let's go back to that story. I could say, what is that person scared of? Are they scared? They won't fit back in their church. Mm-hmm. Are they scared they'll lose their job in ministry? Are they scared they're going to go too far from quote unquote home? Scared if they open up to new ways of seeing God, they don't know where they're going to end up on the spectrum of belief. Like right. maybe they're worried God will be mad at them for believing differently. A lot of people do, you know, maybe they're worried God will punish them or, you know, somehow their movement forward might compromise their ability to uh, take care of themselves financially, right? Even that small story reveals a complicated relationship we have with growth. But to me, I'm like, change is never about betraying where you've been. It's always about becoming who you are. Yeah, that's so true. Always. Because, yeah, and that's and we should always be unfolding into a newer, better version of ourselves as life move for, moves forward. It's, you know, it's interesting now just because of the space that people like you and I are in. Like, I'll have people come up to me and like I, at the book launch party, a guy came up. He's like, I know because there's going to be pictures of me with you that I'll have to answer to some people. I was like, why? why? Like, this is <laughs> this is insane. Like, what are you hanging? I, I wish you would have been by my side. So you could have just been like, what are you hanging on? To, like, what, is it worth it? I don't know. It mm. just seems odd to me. But yeah, the le- and I know for me, you know, the letting go has brought a lot of a lot of freedom. Now, I read The Making of a Mystic, super fun read, love here. You know, I love a great story. So if it's a book mm. full of stories, I'm all in. And so share mm. with us a little bit about the makeup event of The Joy of Letting Go and, you know, what we can expect. It comes out January 3rd. So mm-hmm. we're going to put this podcast out as close to that date as possible. And um, but what can we expect when we open up that book? What we what are we mm. going to experience? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I appreciate that. And it's a, it's a very practical layout. And that's what, for me, I think everything I write about is very on the ground. You know, I try to write about like, if the cosmic Christ, and when we talk about a belief and people think it's strange, no, this is about actually our day to day, like letting go is about everything we do. And like, the purpose of the book is to show you that letting go, like I said, is not simply one thing we do, but it's, it's that which maintains the flow of everything we do. So each chapter focuses on a specific topic and then names the unique challenges of it and the ways we get stuck within it. And then it's like, when we're stuck there, this is some form of letting go to sustain peace and joy while we're doing it. So for example, there's a chap- there's a chapter about being present, a chapter about joy, chapter about working for justice, chapter about growing and evolving, chapter about inclusion, about compassion. And, and it's each chapter is naming it and then saying, here's the things we have to let go of in order to not only do these things well in our life, but to maintain joy and peace while we do it. So even the first chapter of the book is about being present. And so for me, I'm 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 showing people 
the for, for example, the first thing we have to let go of in order to be present is any form of judgment, need to control or impulse to change or fix any part of the moment. So to be present requires letting go. You have to let go of the way you think the moment's supposed to be in order to embrace the beauty of what the moment is. Because if your mind cannot accept any specific part of the moment, you cannot be present to the wholeness of the moment. I've heard that referred to as like the snapshot where we we kind of go around life with snapshots of how we want each moment to go or each conversation to mm, go mm. or each meeting to go or each conversation, you know, each talk with our kids, whatever. And it's amazing exactly. how much trouble I think that gets that one thing that you just identified gets us in because we come into every conversation, every situation with an end in mind, as opposed to putting our arms open and just allowing it to unfold which is a totally different way of life. But that's a part of the book is someone thinks about being present and you would think, well, what does letting go have to do with being present? I'm like, that actually has everything to, if you can't let go of the snapshot you thought of how this moment's supposed to be, the beautiful movie of the moment is lost to you because you're frustrated and you're angry and you keep, we unconsciously keep trying to cram reality into our rigid, tiny boxes of expectations instead of letting go of our expectations and letting it be exactly what it is. So to even think about it on the ground, I can't be present to my kids eating ice cream without letting go because it's going to be a freaking mess. (laughs) (laughs) And my kid's going to like put the ice cream bowl up to his head and have ice cream on his forehead and his hair is going to get in the bowl. It's going to be all over his shirt. And if I'm like, Oh no, like freaking clean up, clean up. No, uh, uh." (laughs) if I'm doing that, then all now I'm a frustrated parent who is unable to recall to let my spirit uncoil and relax into being with my kids well you know what's required to do that letting go i have to let go of the way i thought the great activist and mystic simone whale said the beautiful is that which we cannot wish to change if i need any part of this moment to be any different than what it is to be present i cannot experience the beauty of the moment the beauty of the moment is when i accept doesn't mean i have to enjoy every part of it but i have to embrace every part of it in the same way i would with things i don't like then i can take it all into myself now i love that you're putting this book out and i don't know if it's intentional or not but you know we in the new year people are always focused on what they're going to do more of and Mm. you know i've got a great friend he's a founder of an organization called celtic way out in colorado and he always talks about fall moving into winter as a great time to think about what we're letting go of and Uh so the joy of letting go moving into the new year you know as opposed to thinking about what we need to do or add on to our plates to make ourselves a better human being I think a better question, at least to ask first, because I'm all about, you know, doing a, something new. I'm all about trying something different, but it's it's a wise consideration to first ask ourselves where we need to be letting go, you know, and when it's winter, my friend Scott, he always says, you know, what needs to, when, when you look out, you know, for us in Wisconsin or he's in Colorado, he always says, when you look out at that snow and you know, things are dying underneath it in order to regenerate or grow again Mm. in the spring we have to ask ourselves that same question like what is it in our own lives that needs to die so that 
growth can happen. Like you said, you know, life, death, you know, resurrection, mm. you know, what needs to die so that it can rise again. And that's seriously, you, you hit it on the head. That's the story of the entire scriptures, old Testament and new Testament, which culminates in Jesus, right. Showing us that perfect example, but the whole, everything we believe in is life, death and resurrection. And so it's mm. amazing to me that we focus so much on the life, but we're scared of the death and we don't even know what to think about the resurrection mm. often. We don't know what to think about the letting go. We are a lot better about getting excited about the new than we are about letting go of the old. Mm -hmm. That's true. We would rather get pumped up, get excited about something new than embrace the death and grief of letting go of something old. The tragic irony is the new will not fully emerge until and, and be what we want it to be until the old is is let it has been let go of and has died. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's easier, and you can see this in you know religious traditions, especially our own. It's easier to get pumped up than it is to actually wake up. You know, let's yeah. get fired up. It's easier to get fired up than it is to actually grow up and growing up like. One thing about me is I don't I do not trust any form of spirituality that does not have dying and letting go built into it. Without letting go and dying, you can receive encouragement, you can be taught a more hopeful vision of life, you can hear cheerleading for your ego, you can get a great management strategy for your false self, which are all necessary for a stage of your life. Mm -hmm. But you will never cross that sacred threshold of radical transformation without letting go. Letting go is the big things in life, and it's a small argument with your partner. Even in a marriage and in your relationships, you're perpetually dying to the season we were in. Old relationships from Imagine or whatever it is, that's that, that season, everything was clicking and flowing, and it was great, and we're all connected. That was an amazing time, but it's very easy to get stuck in old seasons and try you and try to recreate them. No, that that was there. We have to die to that and let go of it and let the next forms of connection emerge. But it's easy to get stuck in places. It's hard to let go of painful things, and it's hard to let go of good things too because you want to stay there. You know, you want to avoid the hard things and you want to stay in the good things. And we both have to you have to let go of all of it to keep going. Well, the book is The yeah, Joy man. of Letting Go. Comes out January third. Thanks so much for joining the conversation. Love hearing your your thoughts. Love hearing your mind. Love hearing about your heart. And excited for where your journey has set you up to go. And I'm sure the next time we talk, who knows, it'll be a, a more layers added to the adventure, which I'll be excited to hear about. So thanks again, Kevin. Sure, appreciate mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I appreciate that. And for those listening, Matt's about to be on my podcast too. So we're doing we're Look doing out. a little mutual mutual admiration society. We're gonna make it happen. I'm gonna, we're gonna change roles really soon. Yeah. Yeah, we'll switch the sides of the screen. That'll be perfect. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Special thanks to Kevin Sweeney again for joining this episode. As we bring it home, a couple of things to consider. Again, let's focus more on what we're going to let go as we jump into 2023 as opposed to what we're holding on to. And then I think it's really important to consider as we talk about faith, as we talk about even religious experiences that we've had throughout our life, in what way were we encouraged to hold on to things that maybe the reality is that we need to rethink that 
and think about how we actually loosen our grip on some of those things. So many times we get convinced through religious settings that there's right ways and there's wrong ways and there's certainties. And, and when we think about those types of things, it really makes us feel like we've got to hold on to these truths or we have to hold on to these realities that we've been taught. But as we go through this unfolding of our faith and maybe into a new season of faith in your life, let's consider where we need to loosen our grip and where we need to just open up our hands and be ready to see what's next in life. And don't forget last episode, we talked about the idea that this isn't just about faith. This could be, as Kevin already mentioned a little bit, this could be about relationships. This could be about career things. This could be about ministry. This could be even about, you know, we're in this season of life where our kids are getting to the point where one's out of the house and one's about a year from getting out of the house. So it might even have to do with family and the way that that works. There's so many ways we can think about this idea of letting go, but a life where we keep adding and we never subtract is going to be a life where you get burdened and bogged down really, really fast. So as we enter into 2023, let's practice and get really good at the art of letting go. You can find Kevin Sweeney all over the place on Instagram, social media. I'll put all of the direct links in the show notes of this episode. I'll also put a direct link of where you can buy that book. It is out. You heard in the interview that it came out on the 3rd, so it's been out for just a few days now. So I'll put a link to where you can purchase that book and support his work and keep track of him. Of course, you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under my name, Matt Kinzare. You can also find Chasing Good goodness on Facebook. And until next time, let's continue chasing goodness together.